Hey, 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 it's me, your host, Melissa. One hot mess success coming at you. So this week, what we're going to talk about is dun, 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 seasonal depression and weathering the storm. So I don't know about you guys. Obviously, you know, I struggle with a lot of things. One of them is sad. And I briefly mentioned this in episode five, about 20 something minutes in. I know because I went back and listened today. Wanted to make sure I wasn't repeating myself, but this is something that I didn't even realize until a few years ago. But looking back, I can't tell you how long I've struggled with it. So sometimes it's even just realizing the things that you struggle with, right? So I'm going to try to explain this the best that I can. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. I'm just someone who fucking struggles. So today, what we're going to talk about is what does seasonal depression look like? Learning your triggers. How to avoid getting so far into your depression that you can't get yourself out. Recognizing all these things, some of my best tips and tricks. And then we're going to talk about weathering the storm because you're not always going to have good days. You're not always going to have days where you can fight, where you feel like you are a fighter. There are some days where literally the fight feels like just doing the things. If you remember in episode five, I talked about how I got so bad to where I was literally setting the bar at brushing my teeth for the day. That was the biggest goal that I could set for myself. So I want to talk to you. I want to try to paint as clear of a picture as I can to what seasonal depression may look like. And it's called many different things. So we can call it SAD, which stands for Seasonal Affective Disorder, Seasonal Depression, Winter Blues. I'm pretty sure those are the three main that I've heard it referred to as. But anyways, so it looks a little like this. And this can happen to somebody who doesn't have depression, who doesn't have anxiety. This could literally be the only thing that you struggle with, all right? And that even makes it worse because you might not be on the lookout for this. Maybe you moved, you now live in a different climate because where you live can affect this because it is affected by the sun. My husband's cousins went to college or grad school down south in North Carolina. We're from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. They went to school down south and they never came back because they realized they had so much more sun down there. They just felt better. Their mood was better. They didn't feel depressed and lethargic in the winter. And a lot of people will find that, that they find themselves in better moods. They're more motivated or productive. They have less bouts of depression if they're somewhere closer to the equator, if they have more sunlight. It's not just a crack of shit saying vitamin D is good for you. Get out in the sunshine. It will do you good. Your body needs it. And so, yes, you can look into some really good, clean sources of vitamin D, vitamin D3. But for me, what I have found most effective is my light box. Because in the winter... And that's why I'm bringing this episode out right now at the time of recording. We're in the middle of October. So we are just starting to approach daylight savings time where we turn our clocks back. And now we have even less sunlight. Do you ever notice how hard it is for you to get out of bed and go to work in the winter? I'm not talking about just the fact that your bed is all nice and warm and it's cold as fuck. But because when you get up, it's dark. When you get home, it's dark. And you're just like, right? Anybody, you feeling me? Does this sound familiar? It can look different also as in super unmotivated. 
and like no idea why, but you just feel like wallowing. It feels like you don't have the energy to do any of the things. Or maybe you're somebody who for the most part is pretty positive. You don't really struggle with these kind of things. And then in the winter, all of a sudden you find yourself wanting to eat all the food, watch all the movies, do the things, and maybe you put on your weight every winter. Maybe that's how you deal. And I'm not saying that that is sad, but that is a way that you could handle or deal, not very well, not successfully, I might add, but that is a way that people deal with seasonal depression. For me, it's, I just can't get my ass out of bed. I have zero motivation, zero determination. And you guys know that I have all the tricks, all the tools. But if I'm not doing certain things, it's like trying to revive the dead. And I can tell when it starts to get bad because my mind will start attacking myself. So here's what I mean when I say, what are your triggers? And I mean, what are your triggers, but also what are the first stages in this for you? So for me, my triggers are daylight savings time, are when I'm spending less time outside because it's colder. The days are shorter. I'm spending less time outside. I love my garden and my plants, so I'm always outside when it's nice out. I'm never reading a book outside. I'm never just walking around my yard in the morning. Now, I am curious to see if being in my hot tub a couple times a day, I'm hoping in the winter, yeah, right, I don't have that kind of time. But even being in my hot tub daily, I wonder if that will help. But here's the thing. I'm thinking max, I'm going to have like 20 minutes outside. That's not enough for my body to get the vitamin D and the sunlight that it needs to thrive in the winter. So I have found that using my light box is really helpful. Now, I know I mentioned this in episode five, and hopefully my husband can figure out how to put the link for my light box in the show notes. If not, he can edit this part out. But I got mine from Amazon. You can order it. It'll be in your house two days the Happy Light, I think it's $35. It's not very big. It's like six by six. You plug it in and you keep it within one to two feet of your face. And I'm recording this at four o'clock p.m. I would not do it right now. It gives you energy. So hear me that this is something that you should do in the morning. Personally, I don't like to do my light box after 10 a.m. Because even if I'm tired, it can keep me up. It stimulates my brain. I'm telling you. So if you feel like you're already in a funk, like you're already starting to seep down that well, shit's starting to get dark, you're starting to be negative, you're being harder on yourself, you're short-tempered with people, you hate your job suddenly, you don't want to go, everything is awful, everything is happening to you, the world is the absolute worst. If you don't deal with any of this, this might sound a little dramatic to you, but if you deal with this, this is like, holy crap, like you're reading my mind. What are you, a psychiatrist? That's not right. What are you, a psychic? Wow, words are hard. The answer is no, I'm not. Thank you very much. I've just been there. I have been in my winters, in my muck. I don't even know what else to call it. Where I feel like somebody could have come by and just scraped me off the road. Like literal, literal roadkill. Just laying there dead, right? I have felt like that in the winter months. So when I first start using my light box, and keep in mind, this is going to be different for everybody. And I hate to say you just kind of need to play around with it, but I would start within half an hour. If you feel like it's really bad, like if you already struggle with depression and you're thinking, holy crap, I got hit by a depression Mack truck, go ahead and go for 45 minutes, 60 minutes. If you do this early enough in the day, it's not going to mess with you. 
it might make you super productive. You might like do all the things, which isn't a bad thing. I wouldn't say there's really a crash either. It doesn't really give me immediate energy. I feel like it just keeps me balanced. I need it on a day-to-day basis. When it starts getting dark, when that time changes, I use it daily. I have mine on 30 minutes. It's on a timer. Put it on while you're doing your makeup or you're brushing your teeth or you're getting ready in the morning, you're doing your hair. Take it to work, sit it in your office while you're logging in and doing your morning emails, whatever. I know you are doing something for 30 minutes in the morning that you can put it next to you. Don't look directly at it. What the light box does is it simulates the sun and its rays, its vitamin D to fill you up, right? So people also get some of this from tanning beds because of the UV lights, because of all that. So I've even heard people say that they go tanning in the winter because it helps with their depression. And this is the science behind it. I don't know if I'd call this science, but that's the thought, the theory behind it. So for me, I'm doing things now that remove toxins and things that are unhealthy for me. So I personally also don't have the time. Don't go tanning anymore. I used to. And I will say, I will say that the years that I had a membership that had a tanning bed and I was tanning in the winter, which is normally when you do it, I had better winters. So Not that I'm saying do, you know, go lay yourself in a tanning bed and get skin cancer, but put on some sunscreen. If you already, if you already have access to that, like I was a member of Planet Fitness before I became a mom and couldn't make it to the gym and also they don't have childcare and all that jazz. But anyways, I was a black member. So you could go in and you could tan for free, unlimited tanning. I'm not saying that you even have to do it every time you go there, but once a week, like perk yourself back up. Personally, I like the light box. It's easy. I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to get naked. I don't have to put on suntan lotion or any of that jazz. But I am saying that that's also an alternative that I have heard helps. And this is about your mental status. This is about keeping you moving forward through the winter instead of stalling or even worse, backing it up in reverse. And then March and April come around and you're like, what the crap happened? Like I had all of these goals. Maybe you get a little energy jolt in January. You know, everybody's talking New Year's. And still, I don't know about you, but Pittsburgh in January is like "Mm, snow. February, March, that's when we get all our freaking blizzards. I don't know. The weather is drunk here. So anyways, I want you to think, look back on your previous winters. We're talking when there's less sun. So even if you live, oh, cheese and rice, guys, I would never make it in Alaska. Like, nope, nope, nope. You would find me you'd probably find me dead somewhere. Like I'm not even, it's, I wouldn't make it with all this, the shade in the winters that they have up there. I need, like I would be using my light box for two or three hours a day. And I can feel it in my soul when the spring comes around. Like when I can wean off of my light box. When the days start getting longer, when there's more sun, I start to wean off of it. But I travel with it. I take it with me. It's very small. I take it with me when I go places in the winter because I can tell if I skip even just a couple days. And it doesn't happen all at once. Here's the thing with depression. It creeps back in. It creeps back out, right? And it's so misleading because you think maybe you use your light box or you take your meds or whatever for a week or two and you start to feel better and you're like, well, I'm cured, right? And then you stop doing the things and then boom, Mack truck smacks you upside the road again and you're like, what the fuck, right? I was just here. So when you find something that works, continue doing it. You need to make it a habit. You need to figure out where it fits into your day. 
If you need to take a walk at lunch every day and get outside and listen to this podcast, then you do that. One of my fave fans just does that. I love her. And every day she goes outside on her walks for lunch and she puts good things into her brain, right? So that's one way, one thing that you can easily do. Control what's going into your mind. And if you can, while it's still somewhat warm, make an effort to get outside for 15 to 30 minutes. Even if it's cold, if there's sunlight out there, it will still help you. Now, here's the thing for me, guys. 20 minutes outside is not enough in the winter for me. It's just not. In and out of the cars, like, you know, you're not trying to spend time out there when it's chilly as fuck. So for me, 30 minutes in front of a light changes everything. And I really, truly, I can feel it after a couple days if I don't have it. Again, it's just heaviness. I feel less motivated. I don't want to get out of bed. And not only that, like my normal, the normal things I say to myself, the normal things that I do, they don't work as well. They don't work as well. It's almost like I'm functioning in slow motion when when I'm in that season of depression. So I I hope that makes sense. And so think about it. When does it start to turn for you? Has it already started? Do you already feel it? Do you feel darkness? I don't mean to be all like weird and witchy or whatever, but do you feel darkness hovering over you? Do you feel like Charlie Brown with the cloud over you? Do you feel like lately shit's just been happening more to you instead of for you? Like, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed today, guys. I do. I've I've talked about it before. I do my five-minute journal every morning, every night. Last night, in my bed, I sat there for five minutes trying to think of one way that I could make yesterday better. That is the last thing I do before I go to bed every night. I have to say, what could I have done today that would have made today even better? And yesterday, I had to think about it because I crushed it, right? I felt like I was on top of the world, got all of my stuff done that I needed to, um, went above and beyond, created a fall meal plan for my peeps, all kinds of stuff, right? And this morning... It happens this quick, too. I want you to know that last night I went to bed and I was on top of the world, cloud nine, right? I am a leader of leaders. I am feeling it. I woke up this morning and it took me like 15 minutes to write down three things that I'm grateful for, three things that would make today great, and I had to really dig deep for some good affirmations because yesterday I felt like, a leader of leaders, right? On top of my game. And today, I say to myself, I can't believe your sister is taking you on this trip. Spoiler alert, I'm headed to Scottsdale, Arizona tomorrow with my sister for a leadership event that is like the top of the top in our industry. And of everyone on our team, of all the leaders, she picked me to take. And I told myself that it was because I'm her sister, which is not true, which is not true. She sees the potential in me that I still struggle with sometimes. The point is this. I went to bed with all the confidence and I woke up with none. And not only did I wake up with none, I had this voice in my head that was telling me that I don't deserve it, that I didn't earn it. That's what my depression looks like. You have to know how yours will rear its ugly head. And for me, no matter if it's depression all year long or the seasonal depression, my depression likes to beat me down. My depression takes form in self-sabotage. 
It tries to take away the things that I want. It tries to take away the things that I'm working for. It tries to take away my fire, my passion. All of the things that make me me, it tries to silence them. It tries to stop them. What does yours do? Does it compare you to everybody else? Does it tell you that you're not worthy? Does it tell you that you can't do the things that you are already fucking doing? Because mine does. And I have to, it's taken me years, but I've gotten to the point where I can recognize and I can say to myself, I don't think that's true. Like, what is being narrated in my head right now? What's happening? Is this the norm or is something going on? And then I look around. Is everything else as it should be? And what do I mean by that? I mean, am I doing the things? Am I doing personal development every day? Because that is check number one. Every time it is check number one. Because, take it back to episode seven, if you're not filling your cup with the good stuff, if you're not pouring in, then it's empty inside and that depression will feed on it. It will feed on it. There is nothing defending. There is nothing defending you. you your defenses are down without it. So that's gut check number one. Are you putting in the good shit? Are you doing the work? Number two, when's the last time you push play or exercised? And with this one, I want to say, when's the last time that you sweat? Because if you're just walking your dog, well, that's great. That's better than nothing. And if that's all you can do, you do it. You walk that damn dog all day long, girl. Guy, you do it, right? Do it. You do it, do it, do it. Okay, focus. But there is no bad exercise, guys. There is such a thing as bad nutrition, but there is no such thing as bad fitness. If you're moving your body, I'm going to cheer you on. However, for me, that daily exertion helps so much. It's a daily release. It's a daily stress relief. It's a daily time that I am taking for me away from everything else, away from all the other shit that's on my plate. And if you're like me, there's a lot on there. There's a lot on there. But when I push play, that's not what's in my head. It's just for me. It's 30 minutes for me to push myself, to grow, to challenge myself. And we talked about it when you get those wins, when you get those victories. This week, I finally started doing push-ups on my toes. I have chronic back pain. I'm still carrying baby weight. That's a huge win for me. And I celebrated it. And that was so helpful this week. Especially today. Because we played catch up and my upper body is toast. And when I was doing moves today, my shoulders couldn't hold me up anymore. And I wanted to beat myself up. Like, oh, you can't do this. You're so limited. Your pain limits you. And after my workout, we have a journal that we write in. And you write down your positive intention for the day. And today, mine was you are not limited. You're blessed. Because even if I am limited... I'm lucky to fucking be here. I'm lucky to have those limitations. There is always a bigger picture. There is always someone who would trade places with you in a heartbeat. In a fucking heartbeat. Those of us who have been limited know that being able to move your body at all 
is a privilege and not a punishment. Again, we have to switch the thought process. The hardest part of this game is the mental aspect. That's why podcasts like this are so important. That's why personal development is my number one gut check. We already went over this. The voices in my head are not going to tell me the truth. So I need to have the outside sources. I need someone else from the outside telling me these things so that I can see the truth and I can identify the lies that my depression is telling me. So what does your seasonal depression do to you? Remember what I said. It is not about changing the person who you are. Honey, you are the way you are. Some of that can change, but there are things about you that you just can't. So instead of trying to hide them or suppress them or change them, we have to learn how to handle them and handle them to our best ability. So if you can recognize when the storm is coming, it will help you weather it. The bad days are coming for you. They're coming for me. Whether we do the things or not, I promise you they're coming. If you struggle with these things, they're there. They're around the corner. So it is so important that we do the things as habits, just like brushing our teeth, because when the storm hits, you won't do them unless they are ingrained in you, unless you are taught and you have taught yourself to believe that they help you, you won't do them. The personal development, the exercise, the light box, essential oils, they are all tools that I have readily available in my toolbox. And they're things that I do all year long. Maybe not the light box, but once I break it out, it's a habit for the season. Because I know that it is so much easier to maintain where I am than it is to keep pulling myself up from the bottom. So instead of climbing up the hill, falling down the hill, climbing up the hill, falling down the hill, which is what most of us do because we don't figure out how to fit it into our lives. And we do this with everything. You want to lose weight, bam, you go work out for three hours a day, you eat like negative calories and you lose the weight, ta-da! And then six months later, you're like, what happened? My fat pants are now, I hate that word by the way, that is a bad F word in my house, but my fat pants are too small. And you're back at square one. Because you didn't create anything that fit into your life. You didn't figure out what you can do on a day-to-day basis because this isn't a sprint. This is a marathon. This is the longest race you will ever participate in. Literally. At the end, you're dead. (laughs) It's about figuring out how to make the most of every 24 hours. How to fill your cup every 24 hours. How to stay grateful every 24 hours. But let's talk about what happens when that fucking storm comes because it will and it's going to roll in. And, you know, I talk about this a lot in my groups, in my personal groups that I run because it's important for you to know this. Life does not care how hard you are working on yourself or if you're working on yourself at all. Life doesn't care that you just got over one hurdle. It's going to throw you another. And so the storm is coming. Hear me now. 
I don't know what your storm looks like. I don't know when it's going to hit your life, but I promise it's fucking coming. So I do these things because they're how I board up my windows. They're how I protect myself and my family from my storm. And days like today, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. First of all, because I do the things every day, I can recognize when something's just not right. When I can't do the things or I just don't want to do the things. Don't get me wrong, guys. Everybody has bad days where they just don't want to do the things. But I'm talking like that funk. That funk. Or just a really bad day for no reason. So what do I do? I give myself grace. I can't always be on top of my game. I can't always be on top of the mountain. I know that I struggle with things that are going to pull me back down. I know that it's an ongoing fight forever for the rest of my life. I know I can't let my guard down. Those are things that I do know. And those are things that I need you to know. The only thing worse than a bad day is letting a bad day become a bad week or a bad month or a bad fucking season. So how do we take that bad day, muster it up, and leave it in the past? I wish I had a magical answer here, but you just have to accept that you're going to have bad days. You're going to have days where you didn't crush it, where you feel like you could have done a lot of things better, but you have to ask yourself, At the end of that day or the next day, when you're feeling guilt about it, are you going to let that bad day that you can no longer control, it is in the past, sister, gone. Are you going to let that bad day continue to poison your week? Because the only thing that your past can do, the only only thing your past can do for you is to keep you from your future. Is to keep you out of the present. That's it. It can't do a damn thing for you. But keep you stuck. You've got to figure out how to disconnect it. How to leave it in yesteryear. Because it can't help you anymore. Things you can do are like journaling. So maybe at the end of the day, you journal three amazing things about that day, even if it takes you 15 minutes to think of them. And then if you want to, you can write down one thing that would have made today better. Because here's the thing. If you do that one thing tomorrow and you make your day a little bit better, you are climbing up, sister, up. It only takes one thing better than yesterday to improve your life. One fucking thing. Do you hear me? So you have a bad day? Congratulations, it should be really easy for you to nail that tomorrow. You didn't do shit today? Way to go, girl. You set yourself up for an easy win tomorrow now, didn't you? That's how I need you to look at this. That's how I need you to approach it. Because it fucking happened, girl. Own it. Did you take a rest day? Did you have a donut? Did you yell at your kids? Whatevs. We all have bad days. The only thing that bad day can do is get in the way of a better tomorrow. Are you going to let it? Because I'm pissed that 
it fucking happened in the first place. I don't want it to rewrite itself. Get out of the Groundhog Day rerun. How you do that is to just pick one thing that you can do better tomorrow than you did today. And it can be small, but it has to be something that you can control. Even when I'm doing my journaling, I need to pick out three things that would make today great. I recommend this. If you're struggling with something mentally, if you don't have the journal, that's cool. Just write it down every day or say it out loud. What are three things that could make today great? Because you're going to be looking for those things. You're going to be looking for the opportunity to make today better. That's all we're looking for. A little bit better. But if you're focused on what you did wrong yesterday or how crappy you felt or how much you snipped at your kids or your husband, you won't see it. You won't do it because you're so stuck in that place. Do you remember what I told you drives me? Because this can drive you too. Especially if you have a lot of guilt. Are you someone who carries a lot of guilt? I need you to turn that guilt into fuel. I need you to use that guilt to be better. Stop beating yourself up. It doesn't do anyone any good. No one. Because other people aren't beating you aren't beating you up like you are. Other people aren't thinking the things that you are thinking. That's the disease. That's the mental disorder, illness, anxiety, depression, sad, whatever you want to fucking call it. The storm, the devil, whatevs. It ain't your best friend. You don't need to listen to it. It's a fucking liar is what it is. But it's going to keep coming for you. You have to do the things. You have to have the tools readily available in your toolbox. And I always love to have a safety net, a support system. I haven't mentioned it in a few episodes, but I have one online. On Facebook, you can search hashtag hot mess success, all one word, community. Having a support system that you can reach out and feel safe reaching out is huge. Listen to me. The only person judging you because you're dealing or struggling with these things is you. No one else is judging you because you have depression or because you have anxiety or because you are fucked up in the winter. The only person judging you is you. You are the person who thinks that you are a burden on your loved ones. You're not. That's all in your head. It is safe to reach out. It's okay because here's what happens. You get out of your head. You need to get off of the hamster wheel. And sometimes that takes a friend, a reality check, someone telling us that we're not a worthless piece of shit to get it. And if you need that, then you better reach out. If you can't snap out of it, if you can't convince yourself of the truth, you need to reach out that hand. Listen, y'all, how we weather the storm is how we withstand the storm. Some days, it's not about making huge waves and leaving a legacy behind. Some days, it's about just not fucking capsizing. It's about just staying afloat. And on those days, what do we do? You check the ropes. You check the doors. You check the gauges. You check all of the systems. You go through the manual. 
for an emergency situation, right? So what does our emergency situation manual look like? Well, I don't know if I have to lay it out for you guys again, but the things that we do on a daily basis, those things that we know can bring us back to center. What are the things that can center you? And here's the thing too, is sometimes it's a movie or music for me. Music is like life for me. I, I love it, right? I definitely listen to different kinds of music based on my mood. And you can tell how far into my depression I am by the music I'm listening to. 100%. One of my faves is from the movie Burlesque, and it's Cher singing You Haven't Seen the Last of Me. That is the kind of stuff that my soul screams, like those songs. And I want to tell you, because I love it, if you know me, you know this. The Greatest Showman soundtrack and movie, I love the movie, but the soundtrack kind of changed my life. Because no matter if I'm happy or sad, those songs are fitting and the song, This Is Me, oh my goodness, you guys. You need to embrace that song and the words. You need to turn it on, full blast, listen to it, sing it over and over until the tears are streaming down your face. Are you there? Have you been there? Can you get there? If you're a dude, I'm sorry, this probably totally isn't your jam, but yeah, I'm trying to make you feel all the warm and fuzzies for yourself. And maybe The Greatest Showman isn't your jam. You need to figure out what is, what song gives you goosebumps, what song speaks life into you? What song makes you want to scream at the top of your lungs even though you suck at singing? I need you to have that handy on my bad days. I will pick out a song and I will listen to it on repeat until I can muster whatever courage I need, right? Until I can convince myself that I can do the things. I say it's a song because I don't really have enough time for it to be a movie. If you have time and you have a movie that just does it for you, like Rocky, like we talked about, or sometimes, honestly, I love G.I. Jane, and there are some movies that just get me in the feels. But be careful, you are on a slippery slope here. We don't want to watch things that will push us down the hill. So nothing depressing. No, no, we don't need any of that garbage. I need you to have something in your toolbox that lights your fire. What is that piece for you? You know what? Maybe music isn't your thing at all and you think I'm freaking crazy. Whatever. <laughs> you need to figure out what that piece is in there, okay? I need you to have something in your toolbox that you can do effortlessly. That's why for me it's watch a movie or listen to a song because even if I can't get my ass out of bed, I can plop it on the couch and watch a movie. I can listen to music. And I have trained myself to use these things to pull myself out or even just to stay afloat. Because sometimes there are days where I tell myself, 
All you have to do is make it through this day. I promise tomorrow will be better. It cannot be worse. You just have to make it through today. And as a mom, it's super important for me to figure out what is going to help me, what is going to help me keep my head above water because my girls see me. I can't just lay in bed and not show up for work for a week. I can't just stop existing. That that doesn't exist when you're a mom. Let alone a stay-at-home mom who's also building and running a business. And a podcast. And she travels like crazy. So I can't just stop existing. Like, life goes on. So... I had to figure out the things that I can do on the good days. On the good days, y'all. The things that I can do on the good days that will get me through the bad days. People want to know how they get through the bad days. I'm here to tell you that it's not so much about what you do on those bad days as what you do On the good days and the days that follow the bad day. Are you doing the things when you feel good? Because listen to me, if you are not doing the things when you feel good, you will not do them when you feel like shit. Right? Right? So we've got to do the things all the time. So we're talking about seasonal depression. The winter months. You need to be doing these things all year round. It is only going to bring good things into your life. And the days following the bad days, I need you to let that guilt go. I need you to let that guilt go. And then if you're somebody who is putting everybody else above your own needs, then I need you to listen to me loud and clear. Sometimes you don't realize you're actually drowning when you're trying to be everyone else's anchor. Do you hear me? If you can't come to terms with the shit that you're dealing with, you're going to try to fix everybody else's problems. And by trying to fix everybody else's problems, you're doing yourself more harm than good. You're drowning while you're trying to be everyone else's anchor. They are pulling you down. Consider this your public service announcement. You need to put your oxygen mask on on first. You need to put your oxygen mask on every day. It's the only way you're going to have enough strength to get through those hard days to weather the storm. It'll look different every single time. But I need you, if you have one of those really bad days, I need you to focus on just getting through the day and then doing one thing better the day after. And then one thing better the day after that. And if you can do that, that one thing, you can pull yourself out of that funk instead of letting the funk control you. All right, guys, that's it. That's all I have for you today. I feel pretty good about this one. Um, I really wanted to get it out before the time change, before the season change. And if you liked this episode, please feel free to share it, um, tag me, send me direct, you know, DM me, let me know. Find me on Instagram. On Instagram, I am fit for my family. On Facebook, I'm me, Melissa Ludwig. But find me, tag me, let me know if you liked it. Share it. Get this message out. This is stuff that people need to hear. 
And I want you all to know that I absolutely love your feedback. I live for it. It is what fires me up. It is something that is in my toolbox. Because on days when I don't want to do it, on days when I don't want to push through, I go back through those messages. And it is what keeps me going. So I just wanted you guys to know that. I wanted you to know that you keep me going on bad days. Because even before this podcast, I would do live videos and I have been sharing for years. And the feedback, the stories from you guys telling me that we were crying together, telling me that you're pulling yourself out of a funk or that I spoke truth to you like no one has ever done you know or just thanking me for being real and raw and honest and that you needed to hear it you know I love that it happens that way when I feel a message on my heart and it's exactly what someone needed to hear that day so that kind of shit fills my cup fucking love it can't get enough of it so tag me on the insta slide in my dms um find me on the book share this Share anything and everything that works for you. Because sharing is caring. And just because you found it, that doesn't mean that someone down the street or your neighbor or your coworker or someone on social media who you don't even know is still looking for it. And you have it. And that's how I became to be me. That's how this podcast came to be. So be careful. It could lead you down the road of inspirational speaking, motivational speaking, and all that jazz. But that's it. I am off to Scottsdale, Arizona. And I will talk to you guys all next week. Thanks for tuning in.